Alright, so with so many episodes of this podcast, I would like to open up this one with a question to you, Beth. Okay. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Mm, no, I don't think so. Do Mine you? is Jessie's Girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love singing Jessie's Girl. I love it's the lyric, uh, So he's watching with those eyes, and she's loving him with that body, I just know it. I just, I don't know, It's a it's a really ridiculous song. And it's just about yeah. a guy who <laughs> likes his friend's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So you really, like, there's no, you have, like, no preference, like, there's no song that you would love to sing at karaoke. I, what what songs do people sing at karaoke? I, I don't even know. Any song. Have you never been, <laughs> oh, Beth, have you never been karaoke No, I've never been karaoke We should go. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? Will you go? Yeah, okay. Oh, man. Okay, well, you should come here, though. <laughs> I just don't want to go to Rochester. Yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> There's karaoke in Rochester, I'm pretty sure. Mm, it's so little confidence. <laughs> to our listeners, you are listening to a little podcast that we like to call Self-Evaluation. Yes, it's a podcast dedicated to recapping and analyzing the hit 2014 sitcom Selfie, starring John Cho and Karen Gillan. And here we are going to be covering the 10th episode we are coming up on the end only three episodes left of the show uh this episode was called imperfect harmony <laughs> i wrote the wrong title in my notes but what did you that write? is the right title. <laughs> i just wrote follow through again <laughs> 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 anyway <laughs> yeah imperfect harmony <laughs> so we're just going to do a little bit of a recap of this episode and then next week come back and we will be doing a breakdown where we're just talking about um a little bit more about the things that we liked, how it might have played out further along the line if this sitcom had not been canceled. Uh, those are episodes that I like, but really, I like all of them. That's true. <laughs> and just like Jesse's Girl is my favorite karaoke song, this is my favorite episode, so I am looking forward to it. This is your favorite episode? This is my favorite episode of Selfie. It's Why? so good. Okay. And then I might talk myself out of it as this goes along. But, again, <laughs> to our listeners, take this time to maybe sing along sort of like a karaoke track to our theme song oh there you go that's my favorite karaoke song the theme song that i wrote <laughs> just brag <kidding. laughs> uh, it's okay this actually is like a little upsetting to me because i feel like a lot of people who listen to this have not actually seen selfie maybe not a lot but several people who listen to it have not seen selfie so they don't realize how much work i put into making that theme song sound like the theme song from selfie your genius is unappreciated is what you're saying yeah that's what i'm saying anyway please appreciate my genius hey listen to me talk about selfie cancel by bc in 2014 evaluating selfie we're still hoping for season two last week's episode last week's episode of selfie last 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 week's episode of this podcast (laughs) i'm not sure i followed but keep going ended with like a really what i dubbed like one of the most iconic moments of selfie what i said might have become one of the most iconic tv uh rom sitcom moments if this had continued on Mm -hmm. which is that um eliza exposes herself to henry in the elevator of her apartment and basically uses that to express her feelings about him and he is 
really shaken by that. Mm-hmm. This episode opens up in another elevator with a little bit of parallelism. Oh, okay, yeah. Didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, well Beth, I mean, <laughs> we, we both took lit classes. Just pretty, <laughs> pretty simple stuff. I didn't take lit classes. You never took any lit classes? Not really. I just took writing. Really? Oh, wow. Anyway, parallelism. She's in an elevator at work, right? Correct. Kinderkare Pharmaceuticals. Uh, she is elated. Yeah. She rushes out of the elevator. She runs to the front desk. She approaches Shermanique. She says that she is uh, for reals drunk on feels. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she she tells Shermanique that she's finally figured out why it's not ever going to work with Fred. Uh, wait, Beth, did you say Freddy? Yeah, I said Freddy. The workplace DiCaprio with the <laughs> chiseled pecs and the tongue traceable jawline? That Freddy? <laughs> That is what Charmonique says. That's not just Evan's take on Freddy. Well, you know, yeah. when it's accurate, it's accurate. Yep, anyway. <laughs> so then Eliza confesses to Charmonique that, well, first, Charmonique's trying to guess who Eliza actually likes. One of her first guesses is Frank in the mailroom, who Charmonique has been working her long game with. It's not Best Frank in luck. the mailroom. No. Yeah. It's Henry. It's Henry, yeah. And, uh, Charmonique is like, she's not shocked by this, but she's not excited either. She's kind of just like, it's kind of passive about it, I feel like. There's a little bit of a callback to never block cookies because mm-hmm. Charmonique says that by nature, she is a blocker. Mm-hmm. And Eliza says, okay, Charmonique, like, are you going to blo- don't block this? Are you going to block this? And frankly, Charmonique, it's almost like she doesn't care at all. Yeah, she's kind of unfazed by the whole thing. There is a kind of a funny scene where she, she moves around her um, nameplate. So it says stepped away. And then she like goes like she's going to go block it like right then. And Eliza invokes the girl code and says, you can't mess this up, basically. Here's, here's my interpretation of that. And again, okay. I took some lit classes. So maybe, okay, I don't okay. know, maybe more valid, less valid. <laughs> All right. I believe she was invoking the girl code by saying, Charmonique, if you like Henry. Oh, yeah. She says that first. Then tell me and I'll step back. Mm-hmm. But if you don't. So I, that's what I thought the invocation was referring to. Yeah. So I guess she's she's uh, doubly invoking it. She says first, like, you know, if you want him, then I'll step back. But if not, don't block this, basically. Eliza says something that I think maybe some viewers uh, might have been surmising, which is that was Charmonique not rooting for the two of them this entire time? Mm-hmm. Charmonique then points out, wisely, and maybe as a little bit of a reminder to... <laughs> viewers who kind of got swept up in the i don't know like the romantic haze of last week's episode mm-hmm. that Hen- he has a girlfriend eliza yes eliza does not really care because and and i don't know i feel i said this was my favorite epi- episode and i feel like just a lot of the emotions are so real when when she reminds eliza that henry has a girlfriend there's like just this moment where she's like oh right like that is a hurdle and i've been in a okay it was a long time ago i was like high school okay but I've been, like i've been in a similar place where it's just like oh i'm so swept up in what's going on that you sort of forget the complications or the <laughs> obstacles we're not going to get into that you're not going to get into that you and i can talk about it later <laughs> i'm not okay, going to talk about noted. it with <laughs> also she also points out and this is another like sort of sobering realization is that like mm-hmm. eliza do you even know if henry feels the same way yeah and eliza she kind of takes like a beat on that where she thinks about it but then she's like oh it's fine like it'll be fine yeah she's confident 
Yeah. So where's Henry? So Henry has gone to talk to Raj from HR. So he feels like he needs to confess to Raj what has happened, even though it didn't happen on work premises. Like it hasn't happened on company property. It did not happen during company time. <laughs> and he does not want to file a sexual harassment claim. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Raj basically is like, well, you know, we'll just fill out some paperwork and uh, like you can be cleared to have this relationship like you know he gets out eliza's folder of workplace relationships apparently and it's like uh how would you describe that folder it's like (laughs) okay so (laughs) my uh one of my housemates watches the office a lot and so i've been re-watching a lot of the old office and there's that one episode where there's a complaints box Mm -hmm. and toby pulls out dwight's (laughs) file of all the complaints people have made about him and it's like They're essentially the same size. Massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is a very thick file. And apparently there's just like one sheet in there for each person that she's dated in the office. Because uh, Raj is like, oh, well, if, if things are over with Freddie, then I can get rid of this one. And he shreds like one page. Basically, he, he gives Henry some paperwork and says like, yeah, if, if you and Eliza are going to start dating, you can just fill this out. And you're clear by Thursday or something like that. There is a boardroom meeting, but this is not a meeting about business. No. I mean, it is a meeting that starts with a question, which is Sam Saperstein asking his employees, what time is it? What time is it? Yeah. And they answer literally that it's like, I don't know, 3.32 or something like that. And then he just keeps, he just keeps asking them what time it is. The visually impaired <laughs> man says, it's time to get ill. Yeah. Says so it's time to get ill. Apparently, it is time for the annual kinder care karaoke party. Party. I thought they had like a funner name for it. Nope, that's More it. Fun. Okay. <laughs> Teacher of children, educator of children. <laughs> Stock is up. Anyway. Ergo, I think you know what time it is. It's time to get ill. Yeah. And let me tell you, very excited. Uh, I've never been, look, I have kind of a dream job right now. But I've never wanted to work in another company more. The (laughs) idea that there is an annual karaoke, company-wide karaoke party, and that performance is mandatory. Mandatory performance, yeah. That sounds amazing. (laughs) That's the part where it lost me, to be honest. But anyway, you've never done karaoke. You don't know what you're missing out on. I don't like being mandated to have fun. You know. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, He says so. Eliza is so eager to talk to Henry and sort of DTR yeah. um, to find the relationship for those of you who are not on Urban yeah. Okay, our oh. listeners, bad. <laughs> I, right. I'm, I'm saving them a trip to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> that she's yes. trying to talk to Henry right then and there in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry, Henry, Henry. <laughs> like the visually impaired man's like, Henry, I think Eliza wants to talk to you. <laughs> and Henry's just like kind of stonewalling her. Like he's not... He's not even acknowledging that she's, like, trying to talk to him. And Sam Saperstein's like, oh, maybe you guys are going to do a little bit of a duet. He has already acknowledged their past um, com- compatibility with one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should sing, what is this? Solid as Rock by Ashford and Simpson. <laughs> and he starts singing, and, and um, Charmonique backs Charmonique. him up. And I wrote in my notes, Charmonique has pipes. Yeah. She's sung a couple times so far. But unfortunately, in this episode, we don't actually get to hear her uh karaoke number but i mean here we do okay sure yeah <laughs> so she, sings, she sings a bit she's not fully silent and then henry kind of 
Heartbreakingly, it's like I'm more of a solo artist. Meeting adjourned. Henry rushes out. Eliza rushes out. As she's rushing out, she bumps into uh, an old beau. Uh, it's Freddie. Henry, Freddie. <laughs> Why are their names like this? I know. She bumps into Freddie, and Freddie looks kind of bad. He kind of looks like. <laughs> Just gonna bring up Office references, like season one, Michael. <laughs> on the office okay <laughs> there's this whole thing between season one and season two where they like gave him a haircut and like gave him like suits that fit and it was just like a mm-hmm. remarkable difference where he just like was a more handsome man and i guess him looking less slovenly made him more likable but henry's suit jacket looks half a size too big freddy's oh my word <laughs> <laughs> freddy's suit jacket looks like half a size too big um eliza notices yes. that he has yeah. not uh Gelled his swoop. his swoop, yeah. He says that he can't do anything. He's like, he can only make it through like 40% of his Lance Armstrong workout. <laughs> oh, I don't was know. I didn't say that close to workout. Something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, so Freddie's not doing well. <laughs> um, Eliza is like, she's concerned, but like. Ooh, in, that's not what like I wrote. A, I wrote Eliza like is surface. cold. No, okay, so, like, she's concerned because she doesn't want him to get ugly. But, like, she's not concerned about, like, him as a human. I don't think she's concerned about him being ugly. I don't think that's true. No? I think she says, go and, like, pull yourself together, like, gel your soup, and you'll feel better. And I think she uh, genuinely thinks that that will make him, that will lift his spirits. Okay. Hmm. I guess so, yeah. She is, I thought she's very cold and dismissive because then she's just like, okay, go do that. Sort of like a a band-aid fix. You know, yeah, kind of like yeah. fix these things and you'll be fine. But then she like pats him on the cheek like with like slap force. <laughs> yeah. She leaves ready and goes to Henry's office. And I think she says, what the quack? Is that what she says to him? I believe so. Is that a thing people say? The Mighty Ducks. Okay. <laughs> quack, quack quack that's i haven't seen the mighty ducks in a long time i just think that sometimes you, have you not seen the mighty ducks no, i haven't seen the mighty ducks beth what are you we're the same age <laughs> i know you're older than me okay okay well okay are you not older than me i'm sorry i mean yeah okay but still they it's their, their cheer it's you know like a locker room like quack quack i, mean, I, I figured quack, that out from context quack, because i just <laughs> they're ducks not literally yeah, ducks right. they're children it's like a junior hockey team yeah duck children yeah no i, I get it no, I, human I know children. the concept what you haven't seen they're human children they're not duck children <laughs> okay don't come to me and be like okay evan i know what the mighty ducks are <laughs> i think i'm getting like two things mixed together in my brain and we okay, should probably so just was, move on okay there was a, a children's <laughs> movie that i think disney did live action yeah there were yeah, kids okay. they were yeah. on a hockey team hockey called the mighty team. ducks yeah yeah there okay. was also no, I do know this. an animated cartoon uh, called the My- i don't know if it was called the mighty ducks or like the extreme mighty ducks or something but those were anthropomorphic ducks okay see that's why i was mixed up that battled against anthropomorphic dragons <laughs> wow i'm learning a lot today anyway <laughs> back to selfie Eliza bursts into Henry's office, says, what the quack? Basically, it's just like, why are you avoiding me? Yeah, why are you like IRL ghosting me? Yeah, it's rough. She doesn't say that because ghosting in 2014 was not really... I don't think it had entered the lexicon yet. Maybe not. I don't think so. I mean, it was happening. 
but i mean i didn't have a word for what i was doing to people so (laughs) yeah me too anyway um okay so we've both ghosted people that's cool (laughs) let's get right past that yeah Uh, anyway did you did you write down what henry said about what he needed to do because i did not i wrote i wrote too many notes Okay, well, first she says, like, I exposed myself to you in the elevator. I admitted that I accidentally fell in love with you, and now you're avoiding me. And Henry, like, kind of stops her and is like, you did not say anything about accidentally falling in love with me. exposing myself, that is what I did. Yeah, she was like, yeah, it was implied. So this is, like, all new information for Henry, because I I guess I don't know. What did he think she was doing? Just, like... Having a laugh, as the Brits say. Yeah, okay, having a laugh. So this is like new information. And she basically corners him and is like, you need to give me an answer. Do you feel the same way or not? Then he says that he needs a moment to organize his thoughts. He needs to do his due diligence, weigh the assets and liabilities. And once he's done that, he'll be more able to share his findings. Just like a very Henry thing to say. She somewhat reluctantly is like, okay, well... Five minutes, 10 minutes. All right, well, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, 24 hours later, Eliza and Charmonique are in her laundry room. Yeah, why Why is Charmonique there? They're just She's just hanging out. out. They're hanging out, okay. I also think it's a little weird that Eliza's apartment has a laundry room. Why is that weird? The apartments look nice. What, what would you expect instead? For them to have laundries in their, like, rooms. Oh. In their, like, apartments. In their rooms. Just You know, they just seem like cushy get, uh, digs is all. Okay, so this to me is one of the best gags that selfie has ever done ever it done it's a, and it, like i can't believe i've forgotten about it i just think it's so funny it like really genuinely tickled me it was so clever uh charmonique is giving eliza advice on what to do because it's been 24 hours and now charmonique's like oh well he's trying to like i don't know like wall you out he's sort of like playing he's not treating you well by making yeah. you wait like this by stewing so you need to let yourself into his home and set fire to his living quarters <laughs> Yeah. And then she makes a bunch of references that I don't get. Yes. Also, I didn't get them, so that's okay. But anyway, Bryn is also doing her laundry. Because apparently she and Eliza are on like, the same laundry schedule. Because this is like the yeah, second or third sync. time this has happened. She is overhearing this, and she's like, that is terrible advice. And then <laughs> she's like, no, like you can't do that. You can't burn his house down. And uh, Charmonique is like, oh, do you have a man? Juno? <laughs> Oh, yeah, she called her Juno. That's a very timely thing, probably, in 2014. But anyway. A little late, honestly, by that point. Yeah, yeah. actually, now I'm thinking about it. We came out, like, a little years before that. And so then... then... <laughs> they both no, no, fight. Bryn... No, before they oh, fight, right. Bryn says, I have a male cat. Do you have a man? Which and then it's just, bad. like, a hard cut. A bad rebuttal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, okay, yeah. I believe I believe they open up in Bryn's apartment next. Yeah, apparently. They're in Bryn's apartment, and you can see that um, Charmonique's weave, or her, I guess a wig, she wears wigs, is kind mm-hmm. of like askew, and she's sort of like, she has like an ice pack to her neck, and Bryn is likewise sort of disheveled, like there's been like a physical altercation. Um, and then there's talking more about like the things that Eliza can do, and then they just like beef again. Yeah. And then there's another three times, yeah. (laughs) And then they're in Eliza's apartment, and they're even more disheveled. Like, yeah, it's it's extra funny because they don't show the fight; they just cut to like the after effects, which is a it's very very well done. Yeah, 
and just like this acknowledgement where it's just like we fought but like neither of us beat the other one we're both kind of like really worn out and like hurt and injured um Charmonique the third time Charmonique is kind of like oh like yeah she's stronger than she looks Bryn says I like to appear completely non-threatening so that men feel comfortable approaching me and Charmonique's like and yet they never do (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then they both like like wearily shakily get to their to their feet uh and so Eliza really doesn't get any help so she decides to just kind of take matters into her own hands She's waited long enough. She's going to go get an answer from Henry. So she goes to the karaoke party. Meanwhile, Henry is in Raj's office. It looks kind of like his office. Raj is in his office. Yeah. Yeah. When Raj is looking through a catalog of songs, trying to decide what to pick, he (laughs) says he wants to sing Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, but he doesn't agree with his politics, him being Kendrick (laughs) Lamar. And I found that intriguing. That is interesting. This was also years before To Pimp a Butterfly came out. Mm-hmm. So maybe Raj would have changed his mind. I don't know. Then they have this kind of like Inception-y conversation. Inception-y? Where... Is that... Okay. What's the word for it? What's the literary word for it? Oh, okay. Well... They like talking about three different things at the same time. It's a lot of subtext, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. There's definite... Because Raj is talking about what songs to sing. Mm-hmm. Henry is talking about this sort of emotional decision that he has to make yeah basically he's talking about julia and eliza so eliza is hollaback girl he describes her as being kind of dangerous but exciting like doesn't really know if he can handle it or like if it's right for him you know then there's uptown girl which is billy joel or o-town if you come from a different generation okay O-Town? Making the band on MTV. That was like their hit. They like made, they brought all these guys together. They were like, they made a boy band from scratch through reality TV. And then their hit was Uptown Girl. And since I was a child, I did not associate Uptown Girl with Billy Joel. I thought that this was genuinely their original song. So I was like, oh, Uptown Girl. (laughs) O-Town. Embarrassing for me. Great song though. Anyway. So that's basically representing Julia. It's safe. It's warm. It's predictable. He knows what he's going to get out of it. But, you know, which one is really right? By the end of this conversation, he has convinced himself that he will regret it if he doesn't go for the more dangerous, less predictable option, meaning it's Eliza. It's very surprising. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe I need to try something out of my own range uh i might even have grown to love it Mm -hmm. um and then raj is sort of offering counterpoints because he's still talking about the songs yeah (laughs) he he does not uh, know any of the subtext a lot of people do uptown girl (laughs) and then he's like i think everyone in the office has done it in fact two different people did it at last year's party and then henry is kind of like oh (laughs) i mean he's not dissuaded but he is taking those facts into account I yeah. guess. yeah anyway so henry has kind of made up his mind he's he's gonna take a chance on eliza basically he's also going to the karaoke party so henry runs into freddie freddie is still unswooped with his hair he's he drinking is also a lot, drinking also. quite a bit yeah basically freddie just starts talking about how terrible eliza is and how um you know 
she broke his heart and it's because she's too afraid of, you know, being in a relationship. And he was like, the second she knows you care about her, watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. And then she's a man eater. Yeah. Then he's like, she's a man eater. And then he's like, I think I'll sing man eater. Henry comes to Eliza's defense. He is Eliza's friend. He's like, Mm -hmm. well, let me try to defend her. She probably, there's probably a reason for what she's done. And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, maybe. The reason that she's pushing you away is because your relationship was getting too serious and she couldn't really handle it. So she's like pushing you away and going elsewhere, which he kind of realizes like, oh, no, am I a rebound of sorts? Mm-hmm. And then he's sort of like, honestly, he has sown doubt in his own heart. Mm-hmm. So then by the time he sees Eliza, he's no longer so confident. Freddie also says, no woman, no cry. Am I right? Because he's like, oh, where's Julia? Like, are you here alone? And Henry's like, yeah, Julia's working. Freddie says, no woman, no cry. Henry says, that is a popular misconception. That is not what that song is about. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. (laughs) No woman, no cry does not mean if you have no woman around, you won't be sad. No woman, no cry is actually because it was like, no cry, like Jamaican, like slang kind of. It was, it's him singing to a woman that he loves saying, uh, no woman, don't cry. Like, don't be sad. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But understandably, it's just been warped throughout the decades. I see where Freddie's coming from. I myself did not know what it really meant until just right now. Okay, I did not know that either. This was curious to me in that Eliza shows up at the party, and I wrote, Eliza looks bad. And by bad, I just mean that she's not, whoever's doing hair and makeup on the show, (laughs) made Eliza up to look like she wasn't wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah, because actually she looks, I still think she looks quite good. But she does, like, she looks more natural. Like, she's not as as made up as she usually is. She's not, like, she's not, like, gross. <laughs> no, no. Um, she just, like, doesn't have eyeliner and blush and whatever. She's also wearing, like, a tank, not a tank top, like a t-shirt and short shorts. Yeah, basically. Like, what you would wear when you're doing laundry. She describes she herself doing. as... Looking worse than Megan Fox after a bad chemical peel. Is that like a thing that I should know? Like, you know who Megan Fox is? Yeah, I know who Megan Fox is, but like, she has is weird she thumbs. known for like, she has what? Weird thumbs. What's weird about her thumbs? Go- okay, Google it. Anyway, so Eliza comes in, sees Henry, goes up to him immediately, and her like opening line is, "I don't want to set fire to your living quarters or wiretap your mom's phone." And then Henry says. That's reassuring. And then she says, I just want to know how you feel about me. Henry says that this as an audience we know. Henry is not good at emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, He watched a 1950s remake of The Champ starring Ricky Schroeder. And he cried so hard he threw up. (laughs) Yeah. Which is very funny to me. (laughs) Uh, And that might be one of the reasons that he's just, yeah, he he has difficulty processing, you know, some of the he- some heavier emotions. Mm-hmm. So, but he has finally decided, and he basically regurgitates a lot of what he was telling Freddie, which is just like Eliza, you got to a serious place with Freddie, and so you have sort of come running to me, and I don't think that that's right. And also, I have a girlfriend. I'm dating Julia. Julia and I are in a relationship. So he he's coming at this like I would I would describe it as very patronizing. Like he's like, I don't I don't access my emotions, but think i understand yours like he literally says that and then he says and he also says, says like you're like, throwing yourself throw, yeah at i was me. just gonna say that throwing yourself at me you know so eliza is justifiably very upset about this because it's just like 
she's actually probably being more mature in this moment because she's just like, just tell me, you know, and he has to like do this whole thing. So then she comes back with saying that she thinks that he's just hiding, like he's the one who's sabotaging, you know, his own relationship. He's hiding behind his safe, boring, crappy relationship with Julia, hoping no one notices that he's not in love with her. But she notices. We're going to talk more about this next week. But first initial thoughts. How do you feel about Eliza saying that? Saying that about Julia? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not great. And especially, like, we'll talk about, like, what happens after this. But it's just sort of like she didn't say that when he started dating her. It's now only because she's interested in him. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think it's so hard because as as much I love this episode. I think this episode is so good. It it is such a direct continuation of the last episode in a way that it makes it seem like a long movie as opposed to a series. And also I think that maybe if we had had more hints that maybe um well, I guess there were a few. Yeah, where, the whole thing with maybe, the concert where, yeah, like, but she couldn't accept him. Eliza and... privy to all of that? No, not really. Right, exactly. But I guess we have to assume, like, if that's how, yeah, if that's how they act, like, that Eliza would have also seen that at work. Even, like, when they started dating that first one and he was like, oh, this is a gentlewoman that I'm courting. And, like, he was very weird about it. Like, I feel like she's probably seen enough of that. It's, it's just, it's very complicated, but Eliza is, is upset. She's yeah. livid. She, um, <laughs> she kind of criticizes, I mean, Henry tries to defend his relationship with Julia by saying that, like, it's smooth and easy. And she's yeah. like, yeah, you sound like you're describing a bowel movement. And yeah. he's like, that is just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, I have been mildly critical of the show's writers a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But I think in moments like this, this is a very, this is like a genuinely emotional confrontation where they're still managing to pepper in what I think are very funny moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is very well done and and seems, it's it's believable, you know. But I think it helps to, I don't think that those rob this moment of the weight that it has. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And she just says, you're you're saying that I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of being in a relationship. You're the one who's afraid. You're just a chicken. And then she goes to storm out. And it turns out that because this karaoke party is taking place in the office. I did not like put this together. But yeah, so they have like a bar at the office? No, I think they just set up a bar. Okay. So it's just like in like a... I think it's sort of like, like, in, a... like it could be in the boardroom. It's just okay. in like a large room. Okay. But I guess it's, maybe it's kind of a multi-purpose building, you know, and they just have like one floor. I mean, floor. like when I was interning at Penguin, there were events where like a bar would be set up in like one of the really, really large conference rooms. So yeah. it's like perfectly plausible. Okay. Julia is standing outside the door. It turns so out that apparently she, she was going to join him there or something. I think that she got off work because what he tells Freddie earlier is that like, oh, Julia can't make it. I'm here solo because Julia is working tonight. Mm-hmm. It looks so like she showed up to surprise Henry. Like, oh, I made it to your work function. Oh, poor Julia. And Eliza has this very, what I would dub a classic Eliza moment yes. where she was just like, that was a monologue from a play I'm going to be auditioning for. So wish uh, me luck, you guys. <laughs> and she does this exaggerated bow with like a yeah. flourish. Yeah. And then sort of like whips her hair back up and walks off towards the camera 
but as she's walking away from them, this is like really excellent directing and yes. blocking. Yeah. You can see that her face is sort of like blank. Like she's like yeah. very upset. But it is there's this juxtaposition of like, ooh, like goofy, like, huh, like it was all just fun and games. Mm-hmm. Um so again, like I I think so many there's so many like perfect moments to me in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, I noticed that as well, because she's like she's like totally in this like you know eliza like mode where she's like being funny and then like it it really is like it's like an immediate like as soon as she like walks past where they can't see her anymore like her face goes back to being i mean she's pretty devastated which makes sense like yeah and okay what and what does julia say she just says ouch oh i thought she said out no she says ouch. and i was like i don't know what that means and then i just continued on with the episode <laughs> yeah so I mean, we're like, I don't think, that she I don't think Julia has anything to be offended of, really. Well, is that fair that for me to say? Eliza says that Henry's not in love with her and he doesn't contradict her. Doesn't he? He doesn't say, like, I am in love with her. True. But it, it, he does appear to be defending his existing current relationship with her. Yeah. But I guess you're right. Saperstein performs his song that he told nobody else to do. <laughs> yeah. And to his credit, he does have a wig and like four backup dancers and also has pipes which i also wrote in my notes it does a very good job i was very impressed yeah yeah so again there's just this sort of like serious moment funny moment just, but they're both like successful anyway yeah. henry shows up and eliza uh homes in on him mm-hmm. and she's like you didn't go after her and henry's like eliza julia's downstairs she's waiting for me mm-hmm. You didn't. You didn't go after her, and he's like, "Oh, well, look, I, I did." She says, "Blink once if you're in love with me. Mm-hmm. Blink once if you're secretly in love with me, and you won't admit it. Blink once." Eliza's also like, she's been drinking at this point. Just want to add that in. But and anyway, then, yeah. Um, Henry, I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna stop like gushing over everything. But Henry <laughs> is like straining to keep his eyes open because, yeah. like, I guess as an adult man, he has to like not fall for her. Like, blink for me and. <laughs> Blink and like you love me, like trick. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, he's trying to make a point." My eyes are so dry, I can't stop blinking. Uh, but then he, but then he says, "Eliza, Joy is waiting for me downstairs. I have to go." And he leaves. Yeah, he does. So then Eliza's like really upset about this. So she feels like she's been rejected at this point. So it's not just like indecision; it's like an actual rejection. Then she sings what I feel like is another one of those like iconic moments in the show eliza is up for her karaoke number she chooses the song chandelier by sia and sings it how would you describe it how she sings it she's like melancholy yeah she's gonna say melancholy yeah but as far as i can tell it is karen gillen singing Mm -hmm. um and she does such a beautiful job like she really there's so much like emotion in in the way that she's singing the song but this show allots so much runtime to this shot of Eliza singing the song. Mm-hmm. If you like over a minute, mm. maybe close to a minute, but it's a, but it's a long time. Well, because it's kind of it's kind of montagey as well. But yeah, and and that like really struck me because when you're only working with like twenty one minutes mm-hmm. of a show, one minute is like a twentieth of your show. You can't yeah. just like. I'm, putting scare quotes around that but like waste that time yeah, yeah but she like she starts a song and gets to and then like you mentioned it kind of becomes like a montage uh some of our listeners might get this reference some might not it's sort of like 
um, the music video for Tove Lowe's um, Habits, or like Stay High. It is this way of filming the person where the camera is focused on their face, and it's like, um, and it's just like, it's centered on them, but they're still like walking around, or mm-hmm. they're just like drinking, and like and all these different scenes. It feels cribbed from that, and I did not, hold on, <laughs> let me just check the date of this YouTube video. It says four years ago, <laughs> so, which is when Selfie came out, so I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> huh. Maybe that was just sort of a style that was like popularized used, yeah. by one or the other. Um, but it yeah. is really effective in showing how Eliza is spiraling. She's just like drinking and hanging out with like Larry and just like having a good time at this party. And then she like stumbles out. She like eats a burger. But then it ends with her and Freddie back together. Mm-hmm. So she kind of goes through this whole thing while the song is playing. Turns out Henry did not actually leave with Julia. He comes back after Eliza leaves. And here's, okay, so here's the thing. As far as I can tell, that montage ends with her and Freddie kind of falling into bed with one another. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify for our audience, she is singing the song up on the stage. And then when she walks off, um, the track continues playing with like someone else singing. And it's like just a beautiful version of Chandelier. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think when it goes back to Henry, that's the tag or is that not accurate? Because it feels like the episode ends oh, and then the yeah, final I guess scene it is. is like a tag. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. And it, and Henry is sitting there. It's kind of a long scene, though. Like, it's it not just long. a quick it's one. It's too so long. So I don't know. Well. Um, <laughs> it's not, well, okay. But he, he's sitting there and then he sees that his phone is ringing mm-hmm. and that Julia is calling and he does not pick it up. Yeah. Then Julia leaves a message, which is just like, I don't know why I'm calling you. You should be calling me. But you're not, and I feel like that tells me what I need to know, basically. So, goodbye. That's that. Do you think that the episode could have ended there? I think it could have. Yeah. Because how does the episode wrap up instead? It ends with Sam Saperstein reminding Henry that participation in karaoke is mandatory. And uh, so Henry gets up on stage and just sings a cappella. He sings... Wild World. Bye. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Okay, hold on. <laughs> he sings Wild World by Cat Stevens. And John Cho can sing, too. What, what, was there anything notable to you about his performance? Because this is the end of the episode. He sings, and it's like also really, kind of like a really heart-wrenching moment. Yeah, like, he's really yeah. pouring his feelings into, like, this song. Yeah. Um, is there anything you have to say about this way that it ends? Because I certainly do. Do you have anything to say about it? Not really. What do you have to say about it? So, um, for those of you who are familiar with the song, it's the one that's like, Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. But then, but then the episode ends with him singing the lyrics, I'll always remember you like a child girl. And I was like, why would you end with that line? (laughs) Huh. I I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about it, but yeah. Hmm. Who is he singing about? Eliza? You know what? It honestly doesn't matter who is if he's not singing about a literal child. I don't care. You know? <laughs> okay. I mean, we all know that It is a little weird because Henry... both of these women are significantly younger than him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's got like kind of a weird vibe, but I anyway. think they could have chosen literally any other song. <laughs> like Jesse's girl. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how the <laughs> like snapping his fingers and stuff oh man no i mean like like really he's like pouring his soul into this change yeah change it so that's like 
in a minor chord or something. I wish that I had Jesse's. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to sing anymore. Um, that's the episode. Yeah. That is it. It's sad. It is sad. It's sad. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, you kind of mentioned this, but like it has a few funny moments in it, but like overall, For the I don't life know if I was like me, reading into it, but yeah, it's, it's not like a... Why would you be reading into it? <laughs> Don't worry about that. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) For the life of me, I can't remember what happens in the penultimate episode. Or the... I don't remember all of the words. I don't remember what happens in the third to last or second to last episodes. Uh, I don't either. I just remember the last one. Mm. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out. (laughs) I just... Okay. I'm biased because I love karaoke. And the fact that everyone's doing karaoke. And there's just like... I just... To me, karaoke in like a sitcom or a movie or a tv show or something like the general conceit is that like you sing what you can't say yeah which i think is also how musicals work if i'm not mistaken okay yeah all right you know like like when people someone feels a certain way they don't just say it they sing like there's always a song um so so i think that karaoke adds this sort of musical like literally speaking but also like the quality Mm -hmm. of a musical to whatever it appears in and I'm just like, I'm really into that. And I think it's such like yeah. a cool device, like narrative device. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of unexpected, I feel like, for just like a primetime sitcom. And everybody did like such a good job. Yeah. And you, and it makes me wonder, like, did they plan all along to have them sing or did they just luck out? I uh, Okay. I feel like part of the reason they canceled ABC so early is because they broke the bank on music credits. <laughs> Maybe. Huh. Sh- Chandelier sounds like an expensive song. And at that time, too. Probably. Yeah. We also have Passion Pits, I Took a Walk. Hmm. Okay, now here's a question for you. Would you rather have, like, two more episodes and no music? Like, just you personally? No. <laughs> I don't know. Music is really important to TV. Yeah. You disagree. <laughs> no, I, just was, I was just throwing that out there. Like, a would you rather? I don't know. Uh, two more episodes wouldn't have done that much, I feel like. No. So, I guess. Final, final thoughts? Final thoughts. I feel like um, Karen Gillan really did an amazing job. I feel like kind of spanning all of the different emotions that she. Karen had to Gillan go should have gotten an Emmy for this episode. Sure. Yeah. You know, she, I mean, just should... like <laughs> I don't know. I don't give out Emmys, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I. I feel like you know. I went into this show, like, originally the first time I watched it. I was kind of like, uh, Karen Gillan playing an American. Like, is this going to be, like, a bit too much for her, you know? And I feel like she really proved herself in this one, being able to, like, handle the complexity of everything that she's, like, going through in this episode. So I was very impressed with that. I feel like Henry got, like, even more, like, rigid and, like, teachery in this one which was like i guess it made sense but it was weird you know like, i, I think, feel like yeah i, I think know. that when henry is sort of like has his back up against the wall mm-hmm. he just um reverts to what he knows best which is mm-hmm. this like cold analytical mm-hmm. way of processing the world so yeah it's so, not a good look but to me it seems it, sensible yeah it fits yeah but yeah i, I feel like it was really good I like what you said that it kind of made these two episodes feel almost more like a movie, like where you had an arc that continued through and that was very fluid. Like it fit very well. Like I could Hmm. see it being just like part one, part two on in the same night or something. Anyway, what are your final thoughts? Very good. 
so like i can't say enough good things about this episode mm-hmm. i just think that the directing was uh so excellent i think that um these these little moments of levity just to brighten up what could be a very dreary and like i guess um heavy episode mm-hmm. you know because even even if something very emotional is done well it's still it can feel like a chore almost to watch it because you're just like oh like i'm so sad yeah um but again it has like to me one of the the funniest selfie jokes which is like this fight that takes place off screen i just thought it was so excellent <laughs> that's true um, yeah just i think this i think this episode and last episode are like selfie i think at its best but so yeah. close to the end of its run yeah, and I, I think, too, just, like, realizing that this wasn't even on TV. So the number of people who have seen this episode, like, I don't even Depressingly know. Depressingly low. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just kind of sad because I feel like a lot of people watched a few episodes and were like, eh, not for me, you know. And I feel like they really missed out on getting a chance to see how the show developed, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it kind of bums me out. Anyway, uh, time for the outro. Time for the outro. Oh, I have to start the outro? Just ask me a question. It's It'll be easy. I already asked you a question. If you were going to pick a different song for Henry to sing to end this episode, what song would you pick? Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> would it, it would be like a slow, sad yeah, version? Basically. My loneliness is killing me. I must confess. I just really like that song. Okay. It's It's not, yeah, it's not the worst. Anyway, that was my question. What, do you have no. a song that you wish we had sung <laughs> you instead? Said, you said ask a question. I asked a question. Okay, well, it, it'd be nice if you could answer it. Um, <laughs> he should have sang a song from My Fair Lady. <laughs> totally unexpected. What, like I've become accustomed to your face? Yeah. Oh, good job, Evan. That's the only song anybody knows from My Fair Lady. And uh, wouldn't it be Loverly? That's a good one. I don't know what that is. You know it. Wouldn't it be loverly? Wouldn't it be loverly? You know. Anyway, that's my answer to that question. This is the end of the episode. Um, if you have any suggestions for what you think Henry should have sung for karaoke, or I guess suggestions for what I should sing if I ever do karaoke, um, you can tweet at us at SelfieValePod on Twitter. You can also send us an email, SelfieValuationPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. If you are already listening to this episode, <laughs> then... <laughs> and you made it this far in. <laughs> found, we're on everything. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on... Uh, well, SoundCloud was the hosting. We're on TuneIn. We're on Stitcher. All the... Everywhere that there are good podcasts, you can also find this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 